0: RNZ Pacific News, Māloa am seo Topping priorities for the newly installed Tuvalu government is climate change and sea level rise. The government says that they pose existential threats to the well-being, security and livelihood of the people. Don Wiseman has more. The new government, under the stewardship of Feletti Teo, says in a statement that addressing climate change and mitigating the effects of rising sea levels are of utmost importance for it. It says it'll provide every available form of support and aid including efforts to minimise the impact of tidal surges. The government hopes to improve shipping services and also wants to look at electoral reform. It says it supports its special relationship with Taiwan and the broad aims of the Tuvalu-Australian Falapili Union. But it says the initiative lacked transparency, which it promises to address. The government says working with the Australian government wants to establish a workable arrangement and one that safeguards the integrity of the sovereignty of Tuvalu. Governor Arnold Palacios is appealing to the federal government to make the Northern Mariana Islands part of the essential air service community in an effort to bring down sky-high fares. Mr Palacios says they need to help to improve the air service within and to the Marianas. He says at the moment a 30-minute economy class trip between Saipan and Guam costs around US dollars Essential air service community members can get two round trips a day subsidised. There's anger among non-government organisations at a World Trade Organisation meeting in Abu Dhabi. In the past, there's been a large contingent of civil society groups given access to the gathering of the world's trade ministers. But this year that's not happening. A representative with the Pacific Network on Globalisation, Adam Wolfenden, says his colleagues have been detained for handing information to journalists and taking photographs, which is creating an air of uncertainty. We've sent a letter to, to the WTO Director-General. I know this has been raised by a number of governments, including New Zealand. The concerns around the way civil society participants are being treated, and yet there's still no clarity. And if anything, it feels like the way that we are being doing with by local security, is escalating. Hotel workers in Canada are calling on Fiji Airways to stop putting up their flight crews in the Sheraton at Vancouver Airport. Hundreds of hotel workers, including some from Fiji, are protesting their pay. Since the workers, represented by Unite Here Local 40, launched their strike for living wages, five airlines have withdrawn their business from the hotel complex. The director of an environmental charity in Rarotonga says the term mineral harvesting being used to describe deep-sea mining as greenwashing. Cook Island's government last week approved allowing the term mineral harvesting to be used when referring to collection of nodules. Calvin Passfield, director of Te Upukaere Society, says it's premature because nobody knows how damaging deep-sea mining will be. It is mining. Why try and downgrade the impacts of it by calling it mineral harvesting? I mean, that's the obvious reasoning behind it. They don't think it's a very significant activity, but they haven't even finished doing the environmental impact work to know whether it's a significant activity and how significant that activity will be. New Zealand's Associate Health Minister, Casey Costello, was warned that scrapping the smoke-free law would be viewed as a breach of the Treaty of Waitangi, as health gains for Māori would have been five times higher for Māori than for non-Māori. In documents obtained by RNZ, health officials told the minister the right to be smoke-free was entrenched in the treaty. Guy on reports. The government is overturning laws to slash retailers from 6,000 to 600, remove 95% of the nicotine from cigarettes and ban sales to those born after 2009. Casey Costello told RNZ she did not accept what health officials told her about her treaty obligations, but she would not comment further because a claim was before the Waitangi Tribunal. She also said the official advice was based on smoking rates from four years ago, and 305,000 people had quit smoking since then. One third of them had been Māori, and the government wanted to continue that momentum. The Māori Health Authority, Te Aka will be abolished at the end of June. Parliament this morning passed legislation enabling the disestablishment through its third and final reading. It was supported by the three coalition parties, with Labour, the Greens and Te Pati Māori voting against it. During the final debate of the bill, Health Minister Shane Retzi acknowledged Māori have worse health outcomes and said that needed to change. When we focus on need, we very quickly find that it is Māori who have the greatest need in most areas of health. My dream for the health system isn't about bureaucratic structures and endless plans and reports. It's about identifying need and responding to it. The Māori Health Authority's roles and functions will soon be transferred to Te Ora Health New Zealand. FARMAC is restricting free flu shots after special funding that widened access to the vaccinations came to an end. Extra money in Pharmac's budget as part of the government's COVID response saw children up to 12 years and all Māori and Pacific people between 55 and 64 offered the vaccine for free. Pharmex says the vaccine will remain free to about 1 million people who are most vulnerable to becoming very sick if they get the flu. This includes everyone aged 65 and over, those with long-term conditions and pregnant women. The vaccine will be available from April the 2nd. Australian police officers will be allowed to march in a gay and lesbian Mardi Gras parade in Sydney on Saturday. Parade organisers originally asked the police not to take part following the arrest of an officer for the murder of a gay couple. The BBC's Simon Atkinson reports. New South Wales police said they were delighted their officers could now take part in Saturday's parade, as they have for the past 20 years. The forces commissioner said they'd agreed not to wear police uniforms in light of the current sensitivities. The alleged murders of Jesse Baird and Luke Davies, whose bodies were found on Tuesday, have shocked the community. Mr Baird's ex-partner, a senior constable with New South Wales Police, has been charged with double murder. Once a flashpoint of police violence against gay activists, the march has long been seen as a unifying event, and so the earlier decision to ban police entirely had a mixed reaction. Poachers in South Africa killed almost 500 rhinos last year. That was despite increased government efforts to tackle the illegal trade in horns from the rhino, an endangered species. The BBC's Shingai Nyoka has the details. The state-owned Hlutluwe Mfolosi, Africa's oldest reserve, accounted for more than 300 of the roughly 500 rhino killed in 2023. In recent years, authorities have tightened security around Kruger National Park, which helped to lower poaching incidents there by almost 40%. The general spike in rhino poaching has dealt a blow to conservation efforts, which saw an increase in the rhino population in South Africa. Rhino horn remains highly prized in traditional medicine in East Asia and international criminal syndicates often work with locals. South Africa convicted 40 poachers last year. In sport, there's been another injury setback for the Crusaders with the new First Five Rivers Rehana ruled out of action for a month with a shoulder injury. Noah Hotham and Taha Kemara are in the halves for Saturday's Super Rugby Pacific game against the Warriors in Melbourne. World Rugby has unveiled a revised format and fixtures for the Pacific Nations Cup. It's a six-team annual competition featuring Canada, Fiji, Japan, Samoa, Tonga and the USA. The competition matches will be held in Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, the USA, Canada and Japan between August 23rd and September 21st. A statement issued by World Rugby's head office says teams will be pulled into regions with Fiji, Samoa, and Dong in one pool, while Canada, Japan, and the USA make up the other. The final will be alternated between Japan and the USA every other year. That's your latest RNZ Pacific news and sport. For more stories, go to rnz.i.com.